This week on Art in the Air, our whole show features our follow-up interview with singer-songwriter and NPR music theme composer B.J. Lederman, sharing more about his storied career and more of his music. Our spotlight is on Memorial Opera House's upcoming events with the Michael McDonald Concert, Limelife's Elf the Musical, and their annual Holiday Pops Concert with Scott B.J. McDonald. Express yourself through art and show the world your heart. Express yourself through art and show the world your heart. You're in the know with Esther and Larry. Art on the air today. Stay in the know with Larry and Esther. Art on the air our way. Express yourself through art and show the world your heart. Express yourself through art. Welcome. You're listening to Art on the Air on Lakeshore Public Radio, 89.1 FM and WVLP 103.1 FM. Our weekly program covering the arts and arts events throughout Northwest Indiana and beyond. I'm Larry Breckner of New Perspectives Photography, right alongside here with Esther Golden of The Nest in Michigan City. Aloha, everyone. We're your hosts for Art on the Air. Art on the Air is supported by an Indiana Arts Commission Arts Project Grant through South Shore Arts and the National Endowment for the Arts. Art on the Air is heard Friday at 11 a.m. and Monday at 5 p.m. on WVLP 103.1 FM, streaming at wvlp.org, and every Sunday at 7 p.m. on Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM, also streaming live at lakeshorepublicradio.org, and is available on Lakeshore Public Radio's website as a podcast. Our spotlight interviews are also heard Wednesdays on Lakeshore Public Radio. Information about Art on the Air is available on our website, breck.com AOTA. That includes a complete show archive, spotlight interviews, plus our shows are available on multiple podcast platforms, including NPR One. Please like us on Facebook, Art on the Air, WVLP, for more information about upcoming shows and interviews. We'd like to welcome to Art in the Air Spotlight. You've heard him on before from Memorial Opera House there in Valparaiso, Scott P.J. McDonald. And he's going to tell us about all the wonderful things they have coming up end of November into December. Welcome to Art in the Air Spotlight. Welcome. It's so good to see you again. Thanks. You too. Glad to be here. So tell us about what you got coming up. I know the first thing you have is a concert. uh, And so tell us a little bit about all that and who's coming. Sure. So uh, here at Memorial Opera House, we are thrilled to welcome back our friend Michael McDermott uh, for, I believe it's the third or fourth time that he's been here. Uh, That will be a fundraiser for Memorial Opera House Foundation, and that is on December the 2nd at 8 p.m. And he just released a new album, St. Paul Boulevard, and uh, a memoir in September. Uh, about his life and the trials that he's been through uh, and how music was really his salvation. So I'm really excited to see him again, uh, especially after having read that and, you know, getting to know his story a little bit better. You know, tell us a little bit about the people who may not be familiar with him. What is music is like? Uh, sure. So he's kind of a... Um, it's Intense. A, it's intense. <laughs> it's uh, It's been described as kind of a Tin Pan Alley or uh, Bruce Springsteen in style. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a song and dance man. Uh, he is a real, true, very serious artist. And, um, again, it's, it's a really great driving rock, uh, song. It's, it's like what I call like road trip music, like the songs (laughs) that you want to put on in the car. when Yeah. And he's been referenced, he's been referenced as a modern day troubadour. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really incredible. And it's a concert that, uh, in the past is always sold out and we don't see this one being any different. 
and it's selling very, very quickly already. So we have 350 seats available, and I think we've already sold about two-thirds of them for the concert. Right. And, of course, Memorial Opera House, you can always see the expression, any seat you have is first class. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, moving on, you have uh, the limelights, and maybe explain what the limelights yes. are and what they're going to be doing. Sure. So the Limelights is our youth theater program, and uh, we were they were founded and kind of revitalized in 2016, uh, and it's for students ages 8 to 18, and we are in the middle of rehearsal right now for a production of Elf Jr. Um, so the kids are very, very excited because typically with our Limelight shows, they get to do like one or two performances. This time they're getting to do eight. Wow. So, wow. yeah, we have some we have some roles that are double cast. We have uh, Friday and Saturday evening shows, as well as Saturday matinees and Sunday matinees. Uh, so the kids are very, very excited to have those shows, uh, 7 p.m. on Fridays and then uh, and Saturdays and then 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, and it's a cast of about 40. Wow. And 22 of those kids are brand new to our theater. So we're really, really excited to see a bunch of new faces as well as some familiar ones. Great. And who directs that? I'm directing that one. Oh, great. Um, Yeah, yeah. I'm having a really good time working with the kids. I don't get to do that very often. um, So it's really fun. And, you know, again, getting to kind of make some new friends with the parents and uh, some of the kids along the way is a really good time. And seeing new students come into our program is always wonderful. And it's such an energetic show so it's, it's oh, man. great for kids <laughs> yeah and this is an hour-long show so taking the entire story of elf and kind of condensing it all into one hour um it moves and the kids are all about it so it's it's a lot of fun well then coming up uh toward the end of december like december 22nd you have something that's a tradition there at memorial opera house Yes, uh, we are very happy to welcome back for the first time since uh, the pandemic shut us down, uh, South Shore Orchestra. And we are very, very happy to have them back for their Holiday Pops concert. Uh, great Christmas music, sing-alongs. Uh, Maestro Webdell always does a really nice job programming a wonderful Christmas concert. Uh, and again, that is something that is selling very, very quickly uh, and is in very high demand. It's uh, the Thursday before Christmas, so uh, something to do there at the end of the week and you know, take a nice break from Christmas shopping in downtown here and have dinner and come on over and see a great holiday concert. So uh, maybe give us a little peek into what's coming up in uh, 2023, what you might have coming down the tubes there. Sure. So we have a few things that uh, we're working on right now. We're working on planning a main stage season of five uh, musicals again. Uh, We're looking at shows like Lucky Stiff, Little Shop of Horrors, Nonsense, uh, 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, and White Christmas are things that are on the docket. And we are also working on a new program for students with disabilities called The Penguin Project. And we'll be hosting uh, that. We'll be doing one weekend of Annie with that. So we're very, very excited about that. And a lot more information to come on that as we develop those programs. Do you have a partner with that? Is there is are you partnered with somebody? Yeah, uh, Penguin Foundation is actually a national organization, uh, and there are fifty seven chapters throughout the country, and we are the first one here in Indiana. So we're really excited to be launching this and very, very anxious to get going on that. And we have really strong directors in place um, as far as getting the program rolling. We have about 30 people on uh, that are coming on to staff uh, at various levels from directing to music directing, costuming, all of that to really help make this a successful program. It's going to be a big community lift. 
Yeah, it sounds beautiful. If there's yeah. any theater people out there that have not connected with you that would like to start doing, uh, can they get in touch with you? I know besides auditioning. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, if you visit our website, memorialoperahouse.com, uh, there is all sorts of information on there. And you can also sign up for our newsletters. We send out a weekly blast that has information about upcoming events, concerts, auditions, all of that, uh, and other ways to get involved. And uh, all of our contact information is on there as well. So very, very easy to get a hold of us. Excellent. So let's review what you got going on there at Memorial Opera House for December. Yes. So in December, we open up Elf on December 9th and we run through the 19th, Fridays and Saturdays at 7 and Saturdays and Sundays at 2. And then on December 22nd, we have South Shore Orchestra joining us for the Holiday Pops concert. And tickets can be found at memorialoperahouse.com. And a phone number if they want to call the box office. They would like to call the box office, 219-548-9137. Well, we appreciate you coming on Art in the Air Spotlight. We've got to get you back on when we find out about what's going on with the possible renovation coming up. Uh, That's Scott P.J. McDonald. He's actually the business director, but also does many, many other things there. Thank you very much (laughs) coming on Art in the Air. Thank you, friends. It was great seeing you again. And as a reminder, if you'd like to have your event on Art in the Air Spotlight or have a longer feature interview, email us at aota at breck.com. That's aota at breck, B-R-E-C-H dot com. You're listening to Art on the Air with our guest today, B.J. Lederman, on Lakeshore Public Radio, 89.1 FM, and on WVLP, 103.1 FM. B.J. Lederman to Art on the Air. We wanted the rest of the stories. B.J. is an American composer and songwriter. His best-known works are on his theme music compositions for public radio programs, including NPR's Morning Edition, Weekend Edition, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, Science Friday, and American Public Media's Marketplace. B.J., thank you for joining Larry and I again. Aloha and welcome. I'm so looking forward to hearing about the Midwest tour. I am happy to be invited back. This has been nice, and I want to tell you guys that I really appreciate uh, you all having uh, Kenny White and myself on your show uh, before. We enjoyed it so much. You know, we just had to talk further with you. I'm yeah, so we, excited. We really wanted to feature more of your music this time, too, because we seemed like uh, we ran out of We were all talking so much, and between you and Kenny, it's... We didn't get a chance to do everything, so that's why we wanted to have you back. Of course, I was at your concert back in October. You were. And, uh, you were. It was nice you, to see your face. And you know what was fun about it? It was like sitting in a, it was a beautiful theater, but it was like sitting in a living room with two guys saying, hey, let's have some fun on these things. And, and it was just very casual, laid back, and what a fun evening it was. Just And you could tell that you guys were the first time working together, not as a criticism. It was just kind of like you were feeling out what you're doing. It was our first concert. Right. That was our very first of the three. And that's what we set out to do, is try to find our way in front of the audience. It's, it's a work in progress type of thing. So we're able to be 
loosey goosey and funny and you know jab at each other and i think that brings the audience closer to oh it us. does i know and uh, having worked that was been my career for 40 some years doing things for theater and things like that it was just a real and i'm not a good audience person you know i'm used to saying i need to be on a headset commanding the thing that's going on so it was a very enjoyable evening so I was glad to glad to get out there and see both of you. So, well, we want to continue your story. I mean, you told us a little bit. Maybe give us a thumbnail sketch, and then we're going to explore something, explore some of your music. Basically, just tell us a quick version of your origin story. If you want to hear it, by the way, other people that are listening to this broadcast, BJ was on on the um, October fourteenth and sixteenth show, so you can hear that on Lakeshore Public Radio or on our website. With Kenny White on that. Yeah, with Kenny White. Okay. And so you can hear both of them. But This is just an all-BJ, all-hour all show. Oh. BJ all the time. <laughs> anyway, tell us uh, real quick a little bit about your origin story. Yeah, I would like to. And, and if you can include in that, like the children's television workshop, I would love to know more oh, about yes. that as well. Um, Joan Gantz Cooney, a name I will never forget. Uh, I was in my teens, I believe, and... I was messing around with eight millimeter film. I regret, and I'm bad. I don't know if he gave me his. <laughs> I don't think. I think I maybe you know took it on the sly, and was doing a number of animated um, mini films with friends in the neighborhood, where there wasn't a one frame button on this camera. You actually had to flick the on button with your finger very quickly, and I did one about. Well, it featured a a ball of Play-Doh with eyes and mouth and nose from a Mr. Potato Head set. And I had my friend's father, who was a professional voiceover artist, narrate it while he was over the house for a cocktail party. And he came into the room. I had my little, you know, three-inch reel-to-reel tape recorder ready. And he, with, with a script that I typed up, he narrated it. I put it to some sort of music. And it's, it's just a re- irregular story about a ball of clay, a person, a thing who wants to be anything else but what he is. He sees an ashtray, you know, he notices the attention the ashtray is getting, so he molds himself into an ashtray. Um, and and Children's Television Workshop was doing some sort of um, competition or something. Anyway, I entered and, and, and I won the darn thing. Um, and later on, uh, I wrote a rock opera, I was doing a rock opera about Watergate, okay? Oh, my gosh. What, what year was that? I got about four songs in, including, I mean, this is this is ancient history to a lot of people listening to this, but it, you know, had singing Richard Nixon and talking about the 17-minute gap in the tape, who did, you know, who must have done that. It was a really good rock. Anyway, then I started, I switched gears and started writing um, my rock opera called, um, Rock Carol. It was called A Rock Carol. And it was simply, I imagined young Bruce Springsteen and friends in a recording studio in New York City working for Ebenezer Scrooge, <laughs> the, who owned the place. It was called Ebenezer Sound. Okay, so I had been in such a studio where, you know, very Scrooge ish. Um, owner of the studio is kind of a slave driver to these kids who work for free or for little in order to go into the studio during downtime and record their own songs. So I said that New York has a lot to do with what happened to me, I guess. And uh, it was accepted by the ASCAP Music Theater Workshop. 
And I had a cousin who lived up there during, this was during the day when you could fly from Norfolk, Virginia, where I lived uh, in Virginia Beach area, to New York for $19 one way on wow. an airline called People Express. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and each night, it was uh, two nights a week for a few weeks. Each night, uh, the panel would consist of, I mean, your your basic musical theater greats, like Peter Stone, Patty, an actress, an actor, actress, Patty Lupone. I'm naming the ones who were on the panel when I got to go up and sing a couple of the songs for their comments. Um, I met Stephen Sondheim up there. I, mean, I just met, it was a fabulous. And, so, and I met my lyricist partner. He came up to me during the middle of this. He said, look, BJ, his name is Jim Morgan, and he won the Ed Kleban Award, Lyricist Award, which is a very pres- prestigious award. Uh, may he rest in peace. He's no longer with us. But Jim Morgan came up and said, I like the concept, what you're doing. You know, I like to, but let's, let's make it to a family musical. Let's start from scratch. <laughs> and he said, oh, by the way, I have a friend, David Nathans, who also was um, mover and shaker in the new musical theater idiom. In other words, these people were the folks who would later go on to produce rent, to write and produce rent in, in that era. He said, I got a, he's got an apartment he wants to sublet. I said, okay, I'm in. I drove my car, followed my stuff up and, and move there anyway. Boy, you know what, BJ? It so sounds like fairy, like gold dust floats around you right. in all these experiences. <laughs> the gold dust happened with the NPR story that uh, right. preceded all this, I guess. Um, American University, Washington, D.C. I'm trying to study broadcast journalism with Ed, under Ed Bliss, who wrote the book on broadcast journalism. And um, a good friend of mine, Skip Peasy, was the chief engineer, uh, engineering department at, at NPR. And he called me one day and said, hey, they're trying to cook up a, a new morning news show. Um, would you like to um, do a demo for the theme? I said, sure. It was spring break. I went home. The, the ba, 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 that poured out of me on my, uh, in my mother's house on her Baldwin acrosonic piano, <laughs> a little cheesy upright that I'd beat to death in the previous 10 years learning Beatles songs, you know, on it. And um, I did a four track demo, put it on a cassette, gave it to Skip. He gave it to the producer, Jim Russell, uh, who recently passed, a lovely man and a fabulous producer. He went on to produce some, uh, create and produce Marketplace and some other shows. And uh, he liked it. And just before Morning Edition, I don't know how many months before it was supposed to air, he left NPR. But before mm-hmm. he did, he walked my cassette over to the new producer, Jay Curtis, and said, this is what this is Liederman's theme. We, we like it. <laughs> you know, when you're in a creative meeting and they're, they're going to say, OK, what do we do about music? You raise your hand, Jay, and give him this cassette. And that's what he did. And so did they I, use it as is or did you have? No, no, they, it they, they used. I mean, it was a demo. This was a four track demo on a really cheesy um, synthesizer called a Krumar. It had French horn, sort of French horny sound for the lead a keyboard, you know, piano, a bass sound and a string, cheesy string line. It was this is the era when the organ sounding electric pianos we're trying to be hybrid, 
hybridized with real synthesizers that would come out in the next five years. So no, they listened to that. And what the story I got back was that they would play this tape for their um, creative meetings. And one of the quotes was, okay, look, we don't have a show yet, but we want it to feel like this music sounds. Okay, that's, he, Liederman's captured the feel of how to take a person, you know, not wake him up with uh, reveille or anything. And um, it, it's a, I, I think I, I would have loved to have been there, but so they gave me, you know, a small budget, went to work in a small studio and came up with the very first uh, rendition, which I can also send you to play. Right. And you said late, lately they retooled it slightly and uh, you like your original version better. Well, you know, everything has to change. I, <laughs> I don't have a problem with the change. Look, I don't have a problem with them not coming to me for the new, I call it an arrangement. They call right. it a new theme. Words are words. But um, uh, the folks that did it, Man Made Music, uh, they did a, a good job with what I know they had to go through in, <laughs> you know, hours and hours of creative meetings on, oh my God, how do we change a theme that's been, um, whose melody has been such an instrumental part of people's lives for 40 years. Right. How do we, how do we do that without, you know, I guess making an audience angry or crazy or a lot of them miss, you know, what every it's a it's a no win situation for sure. a producer or for any show to change a theme music, especially one that has. By the way, I need to mention Jim Pugh because after the first uh, iteration, which was my own arrangement, really sort of, I, I is at the time when I didn't even know the ranges of the instruments. I figured, okay, I'm playing flute on my synthesizer. It goes way down to here and up to here. And the, <laughs> the flute player went, no, you know, the flute doesn't, we don't, the flute doesn't do all that. Right. Um, so they introduced me to Jim Pugh, who was an A-list session player in New York's uh, jingle scene and um, uh, for uh, Broadway show albums and stuff like that. Right. And he was a, f he is, is, sorry, Jim, you're still very much alive. Um a fabulous producer. He's a jazzer. So he was able to take my simplistic rock, you know, three or four chord thing and simple melody and go to town. He, and, and, you know, when I say a ranger, he's a writer. Right. So without him, anything that features real instruments, strings, horns, you know, a real orchestra sound, that's Jim Pugh's work. Um, so I was extreme. I wouldn't be talking to you now if it weren't for, you know, the, the, the two people, Jim, Skip Peasy at the beginning, my friend, handing it to Jim Russell, who left and handed it over to Jay Kernis, who then, you know, introduced me to, to Jim Pugh. I'd be, I don't know, you know, I'd be... I'd be a doctor now. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going to go. So what's what's your mom's feeling during all this time as you're in New York and you're doing this and doing that? I'm, well, I'm you know, I'm sure, do I mean, doctor didn't come as a, I mean, that was like. I'm, I'm sure, sure they would rather have, you know, been able <laughs> to um, boast to their friends that their son was a hotshot lawyer in New York or something. And there was this period around which, during, a, during the same period that I got tapped to do the morning edition uh, theme, that I was, 
I had left American, well, wait a minute. First, I just joined a, a band of high school friends and we toured across country. And my parents figured, well, let's, you know, Sammy, let's let him do that. Maybe it'll get him, get it out of his system. Hmm. Um, and then I joined another band and moved to Georgia. But um, where was I headed with this? Uh, oh, <laughs> they lived long enough. I mean, they were extremely proud. It was a thrill to hear my own music with my hands on the keyboard. And the first version, I was on drums also and vibraphone, some percussion. And eventually the story got back to me that um, after dad had died, mom was playing bridge with some of her friends and the ladies were going on and boasting about, you know, my son just real estate just sold this huge, you know, multi-million dollar house, blah, blah, blah. Another one said, my, my, my son won this big case over in circuit court. And my mother just put her cards down, looked at them all and said, my son's BJ Lederman. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I, I loved hearing that. So they they were very proud. They were very proud of me. In fact, I remember there was this, my father used to write, letters to Bob Edwards. And every now and then Bob would say, you know, hello to him or, or mention some comment from a letter that my dad had sent him. So, you know, he would say our theme music is by Sammy Lederman's son. <laughs> <laughs> and now Scott Simon takes great pains to work it in creatively to one of his stories because they know that when first of all, I'm the only guy that gets credit on NPR produced shows anymore. Yeah. They stopped giving credits to, to they used to give credits to everybody. And they stopped doing that. They needed time. And also, I believe research shows that when people hear credits, they feel the show's coming to an end and so they tune out. Right. And so Scott works it into one of his stories. Yeah, he does he does a great job every Saturday doing that. And pretty and- creative. He is, he is. I, we're thinking of maybe having him on the show sometime to talk about his newest book and everything, or even his previous book. But uh, Oh, that would be great. Yeah. That'd well, great. you know, we wanted to, one thing we missed on the last show is is featuring some of your music. And we have four selections, but the first one is Money. Why don't you set that up for us and uh, we'll, well take a look. Let listen. me set the album up. The album is, it's my debut album and it's my last album. This is it. <laughs> one album. It's called BJ and it can be found on my website, bjleaderman.com and you just click on the albums tab if you actually would like to order because it is not i repeat it's not on any major streaming service and it's a um what do you call it it's a collector's item it's a numbered collector's item now so there are only you know so many of them that exist i'm not going to print any more of them how many do um, you print? i think i have about 500 more and the price is going to go up and up and up as we get down to the last you know hundred and I don't know if I'm going to keep the last one or not. Um, so whether or not you have a CD player, it's, it's a nice thing to own because I'm not going to live forever. It's, you'll be able to get, you know, at least $9 on eBay for it. It's an investment. But, so tell us about money. <laughs> um, before I get to money, the backup band is the Randall Bramlett Band of Athens, Georgia. Fabulous. fabulous. They're, they're friends of mine and uh, we had a great time in the studio here in Asheville, North Carolina, doing it at the Echo Mountain Studio. And money is, half the songs on this are kind of made up funny stuff, just funny story stuff. The other half deal with real situations, and some of them are even political in nature, and you know, me trying to move the, the world forward. 
Money is a cartoony type of song about, it's a little autobiographical about me thinking that that was the goal that I needed to pursue in my life as a, as a youngster in order to get the things I needed and the women or the woman who would <laughs> finally love me, you know, and stay with me as weird a human being as I am. Um, but it takes a turn. And so there's a lesson there. And But it's it's fun. It's just a fun, up, poppy song to listen to. So this is Money by B.J. Lederman from his debut album, B.J. I didn't, I didn't have know. to set that up. Thank you, B.J. <laughs> <Good night. laughs> i tell you something that I found. Money makes the world go round. Makes every man a king or clown. But never in between. slow but if i got that green she'll ask me if i have that situation if i tell her that i'm broke the girl goes up in smoke so i'll just say i had a rich relation who left it all to me and then Just romance We'll play the part of high finance If only for the night Cause when the morning comes She's gonna see me go to my low rent job And my Ford Pinto She'll wonder why she stoops so low Then she'll wonder if I'll call I'll think about her once Then try to forget her mm, Why would I want to keep A girl who's just skin deep but I'm the one who had to lie to get her I put my fingers to the phone
we're back with money from BJ from his beat money, one money. and only BJ album, which you can find. I guess you can still find it on Amazon. There's a few of them out there that are collector's items, and you can also get it directly from you. <laughs> yes. At bjlederman.com. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, that's it's great. And the soundtrack of NPR, I like to say, you know, that's probably you're most most known for that, but you know, it's a lot of fun stuff you have. You're listening to Art on the Air with our guest today, B.J. Lederman, on Lakeshore Public Radio, 89.1 FM, and on WVLP, 103.1 FM. One song I was going to talk about, we were talking about featuring it, but is I saw it when I was in, you saw your concert, walking down the street, and you have like a little animated video with your, so just tell us, we're not going to play that, but just tell us a little bit about it, that's right. a fun song. People can go to my website, and that, the music video is there on the website. It was uh, produced by John Schnall of Quality Schnality. <laughs> um, uh, one of my bright ideas was to write a, a, a fictitious song. About, I mean, I had my heart broken when I was in American University. I, I spent five years getting over a three-year relationship. It was my first um First real serious relationship. And so the character in this song, who's the music video is actually me, um, goes up to the, having his heart broken, he goes up to the um, Empire State Building and um, he jumps off in the first verse. <laughs> and so the rest of the song is kind of like a slow motion um what what BJ is looking at on the way down. He looks into a window on the 50th floor. He sees a man, you know, mishandling his um, secretary. And it's not very good. I, I hope she deals with him type of thing. And then he looks down and sees, I can see my house from here. He goes, oh man, did I leave the oven on? <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, it has a good ending. I need to say that. It has a happy ending. It has a happy ending. You have to figure out how a guy jumps off the Empire State Building in the first verse. And by the end of the song, three minutes later, everybody's walking hand in hand in love with their head held high. <laughs> how does that happen? Well, you packed a parachute. <laughs> oh, you, you, you blew it. You blew it for him. I just have to give the audience a conclusion. <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert. Let's rewind this. I can say for seeing it in, in live, it turns out excellent. It, it's not as bad as, you You know, it comes out with a cute concept. Like, well, what am I doing? That? Yeah, it's really cute. So, you know, one of your uh, other pieces that we wanted to talk about is sometimes uh, that uh, we heard. So uh, maybe set that up for us so we can hear that, because we really want to feature a little bit of your music away from the NPR world. Um, sometimes is another one of these silly little, you know, John would call call it one of Paul's silly little love, love song or rock songs. And yeah, it's about a, a guy who's uh, in love with a girl who doesn't pay, pay him any attention and give him the time of day. But uh, the, the mode of a lot of these songs, a lot of people don't realize that I'm a rock and roller at heart. I'm a drummer. I play in rock bands. I play a lot of rock covers and you wouldn't know this from just listening to my public radio music. So Sometimes is a chance for me. There's a there's a long, well, pr pretty decent sized instrumental break in the middle that just starts with percussion. It could be a dance thing, and at the end, uh, uh, Randall Bramlett himself comes in on saxophone and it builds and it builds. It's a good rocky, you know, piano based but guitar filled number. I just love it. Well, let's take a listen to it. Sometimes from the one and only B.J. Lederman on the album B.J. 
of the times I'm thinking about nothing else but you You know it seems so very hard to go about my busy day But I've got nothing else to do Your face committed to my memory My life just isn't what it used to be Oh no B.J. Liederman. And by the way, the album was produced by uh, Eric Serafin, who lives here in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, he's got a long and storied um, career of producing and engineering records for some major superstars in L.A. before he moved out here. And I was lucky enough to hook up with him. His moniker is Mixer Man. And he has a series <laughs> of books, hilarious books about his experiences with some of these bands. Um so it's Mixer Man, if you want to look him up. And uh, he did a fabulous job on this album. 
Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, I know you sent us all the tracks to listen to for the the show, and it was a it's a, it's a thrilling experience. And like you said, it's a completely different musical experience than your NPR work. And uh, of course, seeing you on stage, it was just uh, it's delightful. You're just a, you're just so full of energy up there. It's just like hilarious. So, <laughs> I think I was nervous, nervous energy. Maybe, but you didn't look nervous. You guys looked like you were just, like I said, it was like we were sitting in a living room and two guys are having a fun time on stage. I'm, I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> we are planning a tour, um, an East Coast major city tour in the spring, uh, Kenny White and myself. Uh, it, it's cool when Kenny and I get together because we have different piano playing styles and we're able to, you know, we fit a good puzzle, make a good puzzle fit. Um but just like this Midwest tour that we just did, we will be playing the NPR theme medley. Oh, of course. Um, I'll also probably get together with Jung Ho Pak, who was uh, who I met up in Interlochen um, and did uh, the theme music is scored. This theme medley is scored. So he conducts me sometimes with whatever symphony he's working with now. And right now he happens to be um, the conductor of Cape Symphony in Cape Cod. So we'll be doing some some up there so you can you'll get some of this rock some of the you know um the, the quieter acoustic you know original type of and stuff orchestral. Sure. and orchestral and then uh, the npr theme so it's a you get a little bit of everything for everyone so bj when somebody orders um your album um have you signed it and are they numbered because you said you did a limited pressing um the ones that are i'm gonna have to shortly after this change up my website and uh, give people the ability to order the plain vanilla version or a, a signed and numbered version. So right right now, what's up there is you just sim- you will simply get a plain vanilla version, but it's got music. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And speaking of music, uh, let's talk about that's, Bring on the Sunrise. Now, that's another one that uh, we both we both kind of picked these for the show. So uh, Bring on the Sunrise is a is a ballad. It's a quite beautiful ballad. Um, it's a hopeful song. I kind of, I was triggered to write that when, based off of um, American Tune by Paul Simon. You know, we're, we're here, everybody, we're all the same poor schmuck just trying to get through a day. You know, let's try to make the best of it. Um, don't worry too much about asking, you know, why you're here, or what your purpose is. You know, tomorrow, when, when you go to bed and you wake up, Tomorrow, everything will be a little clearer. So bring on the sunrise is the chorus. Okay, and here it is. Bring on the sunrise, B.J. Lederman.
drive an empty boulevard You stare into the night Wondering what became of the dream that you lost Glance in the mirror Looking weary From the fight But the voice in your head Says to go on No matter the cost But your sensory system is down You're not feeling Like you should different sound for you bj yeah um i like the six eight the the six eight feel the waltz type of feel and um i don't know it's ballads are ballads were easier for me when my voice was younger and sweeter and (laughs) you know decades of doing 
trying to imitate John Lennon with his, you know, yelling and screaming, you know, you say you want a revolution. <laughs> that's kind of done a number on my voice. I don't know if I'll be running to McDonald's in the future. You're listening to Art on the Air with our guest today, B.J. Lederman, on Lakeshore Public Radio, 89.1 FM, and on WVLP, 103.1 FM. B.J., currently are you, do you do any kind of public performance other than these tours with, like with Kenny? Do you do any open mics? Do you still have a little, do you still have a band that you... Yes, I have a band in Asheville, uh, wonderful players. Um, they've gone through <laughs> thick and thin with me. Um, there's a place that I adore in Black Mountain. It's called White Horse Black Mountain, and it is run by a wonderful gentleman named Bob Hinkle. He and uh, his part, uh, business partner, Don, um, welcomed me with open arms into the White Horse when I first moved to Asheville a little more than 10 years ago. And he pointed to the stage. It's like a huge living room, Larry. It really is. It looks like a living room with some tables in the middle, a little bar in the back. It's a listening room type of thing. And I've done many shows there, most of them six ring circuses where I invite a lot of different uh, luminaires from the area. And they were usually the shows I do are usually um, benefits for um, nonprofit organizations uh, in Western North Carolina. And they're usually based on a concept, like uh, we did a George Harrison night. We did a night of side two of Abbey Road, amongst other songs. I'd like to get back there and do Tommy by The Who. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <that laughs> you know? a, yep. I would really like to do that. So but, with George Harrison, did you do Why Molly? Why so I'll be doing that there. Oh, excellent. Well, you know, we're running out of time again, BJ. Oh, my gosh. It just goes so fast. Um well, we want to end with Bella Fleck, uh, number one. Uh, and you have like three different versions of that. So briefly tell us that. We're going to do finish out the show with Bella Fleck one. So tell us really briefly about that. Bella Fleck. <laughs> of the the wonderful Fleck, Bella Fleck. And the Fleck of the tone. notorious <laughs> Flecktones. Uh, he came to Asheville for the annual LEAF, L-E-A-F, festival, Lake Eden Arts Festival. And um, my assistant at the time, Barbie Angel, yes, that is her real name, and she's mm -hmm. as beautiful as the name sounds. Um, she knew I was trying to get to him to see if he would uh, record on some of my songs. I had a number of these instrumentals, very short instrumentals. I had recorded a decade or two earlier. So she took me by the hand. She walked me backstage. And there's Bella Fleck. And she introduced me. And I explained the situation to him. He said, why don't you you know, send me a link to these things? I'll listen to them. And he got back to me on the phone. He said, I think they're pretty good. Um, I picked three. Why don't you come to Nashville and you can produce me in my uh, home studio in Nashville. And that's what happened. And this is one, one wow, of the three on the album. It's, it was a <laughs> fabulous uh, experience. And listen to him go to town. And they wow. are beautiful. Well, once again, we'd like to thank you, BJ Lederman, for coming on Art in the Air. Uh, we, uh, the time just flies when we have you on there. It's uh, you're a wonderful yeah. guest, and uh, so delightful. Yes, I appreciate that, both of you. And I, I invite um, any listeners who are interested in maybe becoming my fans to go to bjlederman.com and um, you know, dropping your email address in the little tab there where it says to uh, to commit. 
communicate with me. I won't send any, you know, junk mail. I won't sell your name or anything. It's just let you know when I'm coming to town, all right? That sounds great, BJ. Well, we appreciate you coming on Art of the Air, uh, sharing your experience and having an expanded talk and sharing more of your music. So thanks again for coming on Art of the Air. Thank you so I, much, BJ. I appreciate it, both of you. Thank you for the invitation. Enjoy, everybody. like to thank our guests this week on Art on the Air, our weekly program covering the arts and arts events throughout Northwest Indiana and beyond. Art on the Air is heard Friday at 11 a.m. and Monday at 5 p.m. on WVLP 103.1 FM, streaming live at wvlp.org, and every Sunday at 7 p.m. on Lakeshore Public Radio 89.1 FM, also streaming live at lakeshorepublicradio.org, and is available on Lakeshore Public Radio's website as a podcast. 
Our spotlight interviews are also heard every Wednesday on Lakeshore Public Radio. Thanks to Tom Maloney, Vice President of Radio Operations for Lakeshore Public Radio, and Greg Kovach, WVLP's Station Manager. Our theme music is by Billy Foster with a vocal by Renee Foster. Art in the Air is supported by an Indiana Arts Commission Arts Project Grant through South Shore Arts and the National Endowment for the Arts. We would like to thank our current supporters and underwriters, which include regional art patron Mary LeVan and Walt Bredinger of Paragon Investments. So we may continue to bring you Art on the Air. We rely on you, our listeners and underwriters, for ongoing financial support. If you're looking to support Art on the Air, we have information on our website at breck.com AOTA, where you can find out how to become a supporter or underwriter of our program in whatever amount you are able. And like I say every week, don't give till it hurts. Give till it feels good, and you'll feel so good about supporting Art on the Air. If you're interested in being a guest or sending us information about your arts, arts-related event, or exhibit, please email us at aota at breck.com. That's aota at breck, B-R-E-C-H dot com. Or contact us through our Facebook page. Your hosts were Larry Breckner and Esther Golden, and we invite you back next week for another episode of Art on the Air. Aloha, everyone. Have a splendid week. Express yourself through art and show the world your heart. Express yourself through art and show the world your heart. You're in the know with Esther and Larry.